0: Welcome back to what have you. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We're gonna lose it this episode. Oh, you guys, you know who I am. I was I'm thinking sorry, I should I, I should start off with a rip of dry coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Becca, you oh, look I hot. Worry. Are you feverish? Oh my word! You guys, first oh. off, first off, let's talk about the weather. We are a little confined right now, and the hand <laughs> of the Lord is heavy upon us. Heavy, <laughs> heavy. You know the thing about March comes in like a lion, and it goes out like a psychotic lion. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's it's, what doing. it's doing. It is. It is the dreariest, snowiest, hailiest, slushiest, rude day that ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and it is it's kind of rad in its own remarkable way well when i told you that my policy is to not notice days like this at a certain point i pretend they don't happen well i i noticed today i can't can't. this was the kind that you're required to notice we're looking out at a visibility of about six feet in front of us (laughs) because it's a thick blizzard Right but now. like a real slop tot of a blizzard, like <laughs> but not it's sticking. Look at how much it's sticking. But right only out. because there's so much of it. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. too wet to hang around too long. Yeah. It's just so anyway, we we popped out gruesome. of our out of our home life. Oh my word! Do you want to hear about my extreme sport of confinement? Yeah, and then I'm going to tell you about my extreme sport of confinement. So you go first. I might actually be participating in more than one extreme sport of confinement, okay. but this one. This one, this one I don't even know how to warm you up for. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, so I have to lay the foundation for why this happened. But it's been many years in the making, so whatever. So there's a build I was introduced to this concept years ago. Okay. It sort of appalled me at the time, sort of interested me, and I've kept it in my knowledge ever since that time. And now we moved into our new house. And when it wasn't like today, it was giving us the questions of, look at all this mud you have. What right. are you going to do with it? Gardening has yeah. become more of a thought yeah. that sure. has to be on our sure. minds. Mm-hmm. So I've like rooted a bunch of lilacs. I have a ton of little lilac starts. I want to get some of your forsythia and do that. I need, I'm trying to yeah. work yeah. it on that. But there's, like, big questions afoot, too, because we probably have to, like, rent a little bobcat. I mean, we have, oh, yeah. we're not exactly ready to throw a lawn out no. on it, but you kind of, it's hard to know what the first move should be, really. Okay. All right. But one thing is, because there's been some excavating and stuff, it it is farmland, but we probably, whatever we're planting, we're probably going to have to do some soil You know what I mean? It's like every, every element of this is like more stuff to figure out. So who knows why it just felt like the time to strike. And I ordered, (laughs) probably being a little addle brained from the confinement, (laughs) I ordered 2,000 red worms. (laughs) As one does. And I was does. like, you know, this would be good for Shad and Moses. They'll like to take They're, care of the they'll worms. They'll a little herd They'll like to take care of the worms. And so we got the worms with the worm hut. But okay. So the right. whole reason for the worms is that they compost yeah. faster than any other composting method. And since one thing we're always replete with is garbage, I was like, why not? Yeah, why not feed the worms and turn it into good dirt for mm-hmm. future mm-hmm. plants, I hope I have out there okay, yeah. sometime. Solid it's reasoning. Cold. It's too cold to put the worms outside. So we have 2,000 <laughs> red worms. Surely worms can handle cold temps. They can, but you they would need to be, they would like slow down and we're trying to fire them up. Okay, all right, all right. All right go ahead. Well, it's terrifying, because <laughs> I, I really, I'm not afraid of worms, so there's that. That's okay. good. Okay. But they're little. They're these little red wigglers, so they're yeah. okay. fast-moving. They move fast, and they are so gross and <laughs> and. <laughs> It reminds me so... It's like one of these things where I keep having to do this. Like, I'm really trying to do the Jean-Claude Van Damme between the two semis. One, okay. which is my own emotions. And the other, which is me trying to acknowledge what a neat thing this is God has done. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. so, half the time, I, I'm like, yeah! Uh-huh. Let's feed these worms. And then the other half the time, I'm like, blah! They're so gross! <laughs> so... 2,000 red worms, it turns out, when they come to you in the mail, or in a bag, like a, like a cloth bag, Ooh. which didn't unnerve me too much. I was like, let's just dump this out. There was like some peat in the bag okay. with them. We dumped them out into the container, Yeah, and they blobbed out. And the kids, well, none of us were quite grossed out yet, so we were like, spread them out in their bedding. But it was like this softball-sized mass of wriggling worms It was stuck together like you oh. could, not and it was very grotesque. Since that time, I fed them a chopped up banana, and they're really whizzed up about that. So <laughs> every time we go by, we lift the lid off, and they don't like the light, so they dig down. So at night, a couple times, we had to leave a light on with the lid off so they wouldn't make a breakout. <laughs> breakout where? Up the side of the wormhouse and out. <laughs> like they can get out? Yeah. It's like if these get out, we have to get we have to borrow someone's chicken. <laughs> I was like, but we have a bird dog. So it really will be like enacting an old, an old folk song. It'll be like giving a moose a muffin. The chicken ate the worm and the the dog ate the chicken. Anyways, they are really, it's amazing. But a little gruesome. We're struggling with our emotions about these birds. I can see it. But because they're so excited about where I put the bananas.
1: Yeah. You put them, like,
0: kind of under the dirt. And whenever you take the lid off, there's just this, like... Fast-moving worm tangle that dives under the surface. Oh over my word! So what I'm telling you is, I'm living my best homesteader yeah, life. Yeah, you are. Now. You're like yeah. the pioneer extravaganza. Well, I feel like that was an odd choice of mine. A little bit, do that, but little then bit, I'm like, well my word! Let's be brave. Let's be the kind of people okay. who aren't afraid of two thousand redworms. Are right. we afraid? I think I'm afraid. <laughs> well, today I fertilized my little seedlings because I've got all these little seedlings I planted and. I was reading about, I don't know, I, the way you do how people do these As things. One, yeah, yeah. And it said fertilize them with a fish and kelp sort of fertilizer. So I got myself a fish kelp thing. Reeks to high heaven. It's not nice. I think it's just pulverized fish. I wonder fish. why that's yeah, it's, why just, that it's bad. not yeah. good. So you're putting this dank, dark brown junkus that you mix with water and then pour in. Mm-hmm. Well, dotty today. Our dog was freaking out as I was, as I was, um, fertilizing all these little things. And she can't stop going past and sniffing my plants to death. And I'm a little worried she's going to eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she hasn't I have to say that, weirdly, this worm hut that we have, Mm -hmm. so... The theory was that I wouldn't have to get so involved with the worms because now that they're settled into the bedding part, you feed them. But then you put another tray on it. The tray has holes in the bottom. Okay. So you put more like bedding, like paper towels and stuff. They they eat paper towels, paper cardboard, like weird stuff that they okay. eat. Okay. And they and you put them in a tray up, and all the worms come up to the food so what Uh, ends up happening as you build it up is that the bottom tray becomes just worm castings like this like uh, black whatever uh, and then you can take that out and put it on your plants so you just keep adding compost and the worms move up so at some point you shouldn't have to be when do you move the worms back down to the bottom again you don't you just take the bottom tray out and they keep they keep going to the top and it ends they actually got it they actually i believe go up and down quite a bit but whatever the case it's when the bottom layer is totally black because they mm-hmm. keep, they work through it then you take it and add it but it also has a spigot on the bottom to catch the juices no mm-hmm. Rachel. but interestingly the juices are such a such a miracle grow bonanza that you have to dilute them before putting yeah, them on plants. Probably, or you just burn them right on yeah, up. It's yeah. probably like my cush- If I nope. get too grossed out someday, I will probably just release them into the wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I kind of laugh at myself like, what is this madness, That is Rachel? too epic. But there are things that you have to just man up and deal with at some um, point in yeah. your life. But you don't have to man up and deal with worms. That was a, that was a a conscious choice you made there. I think it might not have been. I think it might have been the result of a tight head squeeze of of quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) That meme that you sent me that said cute just died. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like a fat pioneer lady with a chicken under her arm and it said cute just died men want a woman who can catch a chicken now <laughs> I'm trying to be that woman it's amazing Do it's amazing want a woman that can well I'll tell you how my quarantine time is going it's very strangely surreal like we've all no, I wake up every day with that. Bumped off the, what the normal track. No, yeah. every day I, I wake know. up with, the, like, I need an orientation well, key to the so day. So, Knox has been back at our house for a few days, which is really fun. He's, like, he's doing his online college, just kind of chilling out at our house. So, he's doing online college. Jemima's doing online college. Belle's doing online college. And now I have two high school students doing high school from afar, and then me trying to teach high school from afar. So, yeah, it's very and troublesome. we don't quite have enough devices. The older three all have their own, so that's fine. And then neither Hero nor Judah has their own laptop. So it's basically my laptop shared amongst the three of us. Mm-hmm. Do you still have your old desktop now? Yeah, but it's so slow that nobody wants oh. to use it. But the thing is, is then um, so what happens is it's like this minefield around the house of we have a, like the family text, everybody's sending alerts. Like I'm doing my piano lesson via zoom. The stairs are visible. Then it'll be like, I'm listening to theology. My mic is on, but my camera's off. The next person it's like, I'm in biology. My camera is on. My mic is off. Mega, I Nobody you. knows. My, my you friend, tip-toe around. my friend in Paris. And I feel like this is a great human interest story. I quite enjoy it. That the neighbors have started, they agreed on their neighborhood WhatsApp Mm -hmm, to dress up to take the garbage out. So they're doing, like, costumes and stuff. But they send each other a video of themselves dramatically taking out the garbage. Couldn't they all just look out the window? I thought that's what they were doing, but so far I've seen the videos. But here's my point. I dare you to get a costume. (laughs) At least, like, a hat and a fake beard. And see how many of your kids' classes you can make an appearance in in one day. <laughs> well, and I could. The other day, I walked out into the kitchen in my bathrobe. Did I already say this on the podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, I think you did. Stunned flat because I'm looking right at Jemima's... <laughs> yeah, whatever. But, but, but well, what I'm saying is, but you her should camera take was off, of so that time, was good. Becca. Well, I should. You're right. But the thing is, A sombrero is it's very hard. To thread the needle at home right now because, <laughs> but it is really kind of fun. Everybody's just, my everybody can't. is being super so diligent we and doing tons we, of work. We went back to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, In a allegedly. Of speaking, Yeah. Now a lot of people have always thought I'm a homeschooler and now I am. So yeah. throwing uh-huh. them for a loop. But what yeah. happened is that my kids are doing, <laughs> my kids are binge homeschooling because oh, man, yeah. I, Blair at least, was like I don't know towards the end of the day yesterday she was like oh, I'm still on my morning work and I was like you are cuz she's very capable you know yeah. she's been she's nailing it up turned out by the evening that she'd done the whole week's morning work <laughs> <laughs> She, she misunderstood the yeah. pacing. Yeah. She was like, man, I am slammed with this stuff. So she got a little ahead on that. And I was oh, like, did word. you binge homeschool? But I think That's they're so actually funny. so relieved because we had this, okay, we had this weird dynamic, which was a two week spring break. They got extended a week. Yeah. So we actually had three weeks of no school, which yep. is longer than like ever. Yeah, And then Coming back and then to quick, not real school, we're doing it from afar, and I'm struggling with. So it's actually kind of fun. I think that this is like I feel like it's like all all of us are getting a hard prune right now. Oh and yeah, I good. think there's going to be a lot of new growth. Actually, like, I hope so. I think there's going to be some interesting stuff. But anyway, I'm trying to figure out this platform that we're using. So we're not doing on um, like it's not live like lectures. It's not on Zoom or anything. But it's um, it we can record videos and then put them up. So I have to record all these little sort of 10 minute this is the video Mm -hmm. where I'm talking about the Tale of Two Cities reading that you did Mm -hmm. last night. Whatever. But I'm trying to stay a few days ahead for people like Blair if they want to do the whole thing in Mm -hmm. a binge. The problem is you do a 10 minute video and it takes like an hour to upload. So I'm not I haven't gotten my system down yet. It's a little but meanwhile though we have had a much longer break than ever and all my trips were cancelled. All Ben's trips were canceled. So we're actually getting a lot more stuff done around the mm-hmm. house. So I sent you the picture, but I'm I'm putting decals, like water slide decals, onto eight hundred tiles right now. Yeah, that's Which be really I will fun. then fire for my kitchen and they're making me so happy.
1: Yeah, it's really, really. really I, we fun.
0: have a few random. We're doing the backsplash in our kitchen, also mm-hmm. getting that done. Hopefully, getting the little piece of counter desk finished that we meant to do that we had not oh, yeah. done yet. Yeah, um, and putting the backsplash up, and then we're building the chimney in the kitchen to cover so our hood exhaust, yeah. which was so far looking like a dryer vent. Just sort of on the wall in the kitchen. And so we're working our way around the kitchen, kind of doing the things that needed to be did. I know. We're we're making some headway. God has been very uh, kind to us in that so far this is not, there are a lot of people in our community that this is threatening there. Yeah. A lot more than we have not been threatened in that way. And hopefully, I love that we have this house because, we want it to be useful but we're hoping that when we're allowed to see people again yeah we can make it more useful than right. it is currently being just a mercy to us that we're not all uh-huh. on top of each other i know but it's weird and mm-hmm. that, i do feel like well if you're gonna get stuck somewhere i'm glad i'm stuck there and in the country i and, know it really is it, it's if anything weird... ever justified having too many craft supplies this is it yeah that is so true well i was just so happy that my Decals all came because I had them all printed in Canada and then they closed the border, and I was having that. And they're like, No, 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 don't right. lose my decals because they're it's it makes it sound like I'm putting stickers on tiles. It's not that, guys. You already explained that, I think. Uh, did I? I think you did because you explained it's just a way of getting it's a I way think of that getting was in that wasn't the one we deleted. Doesn't oh, really? matter. It's way to get the glaze onto the tile It's China it paint. Pattern. So you buy. I just bought cheap Home Depot tiles, and then this is China paint, and then you fire it, and it fires into the glaze. So then it's like so in there. And there's so many so cute. people I see have been making sourdough. Oh, I'm so. Mine died. <laughs> so many, so many people, but not me. <laughs> We think we went wrong by sticking it up with the whiskey bottle in the cupboard. We think that that's what happened. I think I left mine on a shelf, like in a visible place. But I, I we're gonna try again. Do yeah, we're gonna try again. So that I got very put out by it because it was it it looked gross. Like we started it off, and it looked bad. And and I don't mean I mean it's obviously. It's going to be a thing, right? I mean, I've seen sourdough starter before, but this got kind of like a dark crust on top and a black spot in the middle. Yeah, that molding, you're not going to want it. I don't know if it was molding. It was just one, it was like it. Anyway. Try again. Then we fed it and it did nothing. So we're going to have to try again. Yeah. Oh, I can also state confidently for the record that chickpeas do not make yogurt. Mm-hmm. Good. We've been there. We've traveled that path. Good to know. It doesn't. It doesn't. Good to know. Mm -hmm. So, we have... Trying to think what else is on my mind here. Oh, I was thinking, I thought that this was a fun idea, and you all should probably do it with your own friends, because... The last time I ever made a friendship quilt, I was a wee child, and it was a sunbonnet suit. I was going to say holly hobby, yeah. but sunbonnet suit, bonnet yeah. yeah. I remember where, when you did that. and I, Yeah, and it was really fun. It was an older lady who coordinated it, and we all made yeah. the little blocks. But the fun part about it, you know, it's an older concept, right, where everybody makes a set amount of blocks, and then you trade the blocks, and then you have much more diversity of fabric and Whatever. And sometimes people embroider their name on it yeah, or whatever. And I just thought that this is a strange historic moment when we're all homesteaders. (laughs) We're all not seeing each other. I was like, it'd be fun if we came out of it with an actual souvenir of that time. And the other element of this that I think is fun, we happen to have a lot of new families here right now. Um, not that they all want to make a friendship quilt, but the, <laughs> but the the thing that we're trying to do is come up with reasons to be fellowshipping in ways sure. that we do not normally need to bother because you run into people at Wainco, you see them at church, you're in the yeah. carpool. You know, right now, we are not seeing each other no. so much. No, we're not. Uh, and so we thought it would be fun because I think we'll make a WhatsApp group or whatever about it. So So basically... There can be some camaraderie of like helping with sewing tips or talking mm, about sure. things. Like there, there's a conversation to be had sure. in yeah. that. And then at the end of the time, enough we will all have interesting a quarantine quilt. It seems what? it seems like a a kind of a fun thing to do. Probably people have enough fabric scraps to do stuff. So I've got bolts and bolts of my old quilting fabric down in the basement that I. It's actually quilting fabric that I designed. Are you going to donate some to me? Mm. No. She's just waving (laughs) it in front of my face. Waving it. I do have it. How about I say this? Why don't you join the quarantine quilting? Well, I saw it and I thought, ooh, I should join that. And then I thought, ooh, what are you thinking, Becca? You're thinking you want to have a quarantine quilt. Well do it back to it well when else in your whole life would you have time hmm, like you actually no i could. don't have time here's the problem this is what i was saying to somebody and it might have been you but i'm like Clearly i really i wasn't listening i would have to be locked in my house for a really really long time before i ran out of pressing jobs to get done <laughs> 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 it's like i actually i I'm, have that too but the reality is that my my whole life, you, uh, it's an elaborate thought, but I was going to say that the way that I pace my own focus and attention is like, I always, I always have a lot that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You add things to the mix as you finish things and yeah. you keep it yeah. kind of always, I think that my is- biggest problem right now has been that actually, that my normal rhythm of life is not happening, which mm-hmm. is making me not clear on when I fall into a malaise of not being <laughs> sure what I'm doing. Like when I'm like, what are we doing? Because all the ways that I would usually handle stuff, there, it's just weird that stuff is not there that usually would be. Because it, things like, I'm going to go run this stuff to goodwill. And when I come back, I'll be ready to hit this again. Oh, sure. And you're like, oh, no, I have a pile of stuff I don't need and i don't know what to do with it because i can't take it anywhere and then and then you're like Dump. i can't tell feed the kids feed it to the worms yeah i can't tell the kids we <laughs> have my old food processor motor that yeah. would be good the worms Put would it love that yeah. <laughs> this is how we return it to the earth <laughs> yes <laughs> So that my compost will be amazing. Uh, no, the thing so is, that, And the other thing is that we do a lot of our regular rhythm of life is around having a lot of people over. So true. the yep. way that we're like, let's get ready for having people. That's a rhythm that we usually have uh-huh. that we don't have right uh-huh. now. And it's not. It's not like that's throwing us off that much, except it does because it's just a, it's like, that's how you pace your life. Well, I, I too have a weird time out from that because, you know, I don't have soup night. I have like everything all there. I had a whole list of big events that were going to be at my house over the next few weeks. And Mm -hmm. Right now they're not. And so So did I. We were going into a spring that was gonna be a breathtaking scorcher of a busy spring. And yet now it's like, ooh, but the thing is is have you considered have you considered tatting in the (laughs) thick of my life when everything is like blowing like a blizzard. I I have before thought what would be so nice is if we could just have a Mm -hmm. timeout where like you could actually get some caught up on some stuff and then you could step back in and then you're like, but when that's impossible, when would that ever happen? But I'm being given it right now. Like right now I have a great big parentheses. And so I feel like this is a time when I actually can get a bunch of things done. I'm really excited about because as much as I think I, I just want to be clear that when I want to talk, which I do want to talk about the silver lining of this moment It is not because we don't think that this is being a profound and devastating hardship for a lot of people. Like I'm well aware of that. That's not, but I don't feel like there's fruit in Mm -mm. dwelling on that. Obviously we want to help those people who are really being, Mm -hmm. um, whose lives are really being hurt by this. But the, on the other side of things, I don't want to neglect to see how this hard providence is Mm -hmm. creating this big opportunity. Somebody jokingly said, can you imagine how much fun it is to be stuck at home with a feminist right now? (laughs) And I was like, isn't that true? And the element that is the revival of domestic arts and the reality that even if it's an artificial moment that is making or a weird moment that is making people's homes seem important, it it is still doing well, that. Let me just and that say, desire to be like it's actually more fun if you make good soup from scratch than just you know. But I think a lot of people are not seizing the moment, and they are seizing the moment to instead binge out on wildly inappropriate things on, on garbage? Netflix. Garbageio, yeah. yeah, like no, don't do. I, it. I don't know. I just but see. Okay, one. Oh. Mm. You say what you're going to say. Well, I was going to say that I do realize that my home situation is not a normal one. Because that's what I mean. Like, I would I would have to be stuck in the house forever before I got so bored that I was looking around for something to fill the time with. But I was looking at somebody's house that was for sale, you know. Like, they there were just all the yeah. different pictures of the rooms. And it was so... I don't even know what the word is. It was, like, kind of a little bit um, bleak in terms of there was not much in it. And everything was new and finished. And there was nothing. And I was like, oh, my word. I, I would, like, That's... I would I would be bouncing off the walls if I was stuck in that for yeah. three days. And so I completely get people who are in yeah. like really finished situation I'm just like I don't know I have a lot of shoveling to do before <laughs> before I get to that point where I'm like oh no what can I do to fill my afternoon I'm not there that's not Yeah, I don't think it's a to me it's not actually a situation of not having enough to do sometimes it's just trying it's like you feel like you can get in that mood that's a little Cinderella no not Cinderella Cinderella all the women trying to get their well, why did I bring up Cinderella? That's a good I question. I was trying to say where you're being like overly picky like nothing fits, but that's not Cinderella. It's, <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, disregard the fact Cinderella, that I said something about Cinderella. Put Cinderella on the simmer brother. I think what I meant I'm not coming back to her though. <laughs> you don't know. We might I think what I meant is that sometimes you're like is this what I want to do? No, I can't do that right now. Or is right. this what I want to do? It's not the shortage of things to do. It's yeah. the shortage of energy to blast into yeah. any of them when it all feels kind yeah. of indifferent and doesn't matter. I'm not sure. No, Maybe and not. I definitely have hit a, hit the skids in a few weird places <laughs> where I'm like, it's where there's no... Um, it's like there's no structure, which makes you feel like there's no rhythm, which makes you feel like without a rhythm, can you kinda, even find the beat? Like <laughs> you're just kind of <laughs> wandering around That's a little my, bit, feeling a little bit mopey for no well, reason. Okay, I do this thing. This is just this is just me. <laughs> I don't know that all of you do this. If I feel myself like I'm. Like there are places where I think, yeah, what would be really great right now is if I was super motivated to get all the kids motivated to do this job, to clean this up, to get uh-huh. everything put together. Sure. But sometimes I can tell that I am personally too fragile for that. Yeah, okay. That if I was to embark on that uh-huh. endeavor, I would probably get too shrill. Yeah, like and and I so I decide before even before even launching that program that that is not a good idea and we're going to do it a different way which is more like hey everybody want you to clean for 20 minutes instead of me being like this isn't good enough and let's do this because I can tell that I could just be too involved like if I get involved I could be too involved yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to stay a little aloof. I'm going to yeah. try to back myself up a little bit and mm-hmm. not get all mm-hmm. cheesed off at yeah. people. Yeah, And so I've been doing more of that than I think ever in my life. Because, interestingly, because I look back in the olden days at spring break... <laughs> And the fact that Luke and I, the first week of spring break, were like, let's just take advantage of this chance to be at home. (laughs) Before we were locked up, we were like, we don't need to go anywhere. Let's just stick tight to home. So my point is, I started in spring break being like, this is their time off. Yeah. So basically I've been out of a rhythm of life for way too long Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's okay. It's just, oh, yeah. we're getting into a new kind of yeah. and I life like, rhythm. I don't know. Changing the subject a little bit when that happens is always good, you know? Yeah, that's go, hard to do go, right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just walk around the block or, or something. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I realized. Google I, worms and their castings and see if that sparks their joy. castings. Yeah. Isn't that what it's called? It is, but it just seems <laughs> Google up worm poop if you're feeling bored. Well, who among us has done that, Rachel? You <laughs> can't trust me. I, might I like that now you're casting aspersions at people. Casting doing that. them. Up. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good to get into the puns now. <laughs> Accidental pun. Oh, right, um, right. So I did today make King Arthur chocolate muffins, breakfast muffins, King Arthur okay. chocolate breakfast muffins. Okay. Sounds good. Better than any cupcake you've ever had in your life. Really? But in no way more than eating a cupcake for breakfast. I can't recommend it as a health conscious choice, sure. but they are delicious. Okay. And I think if I need to make a chocolate cupcake at some point in the future, it will be one of these. Is it a chocolate muffin? It's a chocolate muffin with chocolate, with chocolate chips, chips in it. In it. Okay. And then you put pearl sugar on the top of it, which I actually like Ooh. a million times better than I don't care for cupcakes actually, which is part of. Sure. The system. That yeah. When I cast these aspersions yeah. on a cupcake, it's because I don't care for it that much. Yeah. But it's like, it like it's actually very. Un, it's like an understated cupcake that's actually okay. quite delicious. But okay. I don't usually buy like store. What's muffins? pearl sugar? Pearl sugar is like. You know, the best way I can think to describe it is it's just like chunks. It's like the kosher salt of sugar, but it is, uh, solid white. So it's not not like sugar in the raw. It's not like Demerara. No, it's not like that. It, it's more like if you could have confectioner's sugar made into little pebbles. Where do you buy it? I ordered it a long time ago. There you go. uh, it's nice for moments like this. It's It's pretty on that dark chocolate muffin oh, yeah, to have I the bet. white sugar on the top. But it makes... It's just like a crunchy sugar. Sounds good. Yeah. Anyways, that was our really health-conscious move yeah. of the day. Sounds like That's it. been another element of my life right mm-hmm. now, is that food seems irrelevant and absurd <laughs> and, like, nobody <laughs> wants it except everyone does all yeah, the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. So there's that. It's yeah. been think tonight we're gonna do breakfast for dinner just in the hopes that we don't do that very often at all like maybe three sure. times in our whole life just so trying I to make it like, interesting yeah like i feel like we're really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know food seems strangely unneeded to me right now <laughs> or just uninteresting maybe yeah because you're not it just feels like doing the I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not cooking that interesting of meals. So that's probably part of the problem. No, I lie. We've been making great food. We have had a ton of fresh sourdough. Chloe made fresh pasta to go with us something or other, and we've so had, we had a that Smitten Kitchen Punjabi-style lentil dal last night, which is really good. I think we talked about that last time. Oh! Yeah, I said that I was going to do it last time and yeah. I didn't. We oh. did something else. We changed the course. Okay. I think because I forgot it was going to be dinner until too late to cook <laughs> the lentils. <littles. laughs> but tonight I'm going to make uh, like an oven omelet. That sounds good. And roasted potatoes and yeah, that sounds the good. leftover chocolate muffins. <laughs> uh, yeah. What are you making Gosh. for dinner? I think we're going to do a chicken, white bean, kale soup. That sounds good. That um, hero requested, and she's like, "I'll make it. I want to eat it." And I said, "Okay, you can make it. Sounds good to me." Nice. So, I think she's going to do it. I left her with my card and said, "Go to the store and get the stuff while I'm gone." Mm, so nice. we'll see if she did. So she was doing like I made a Slovenian beef stew. Beef, it's not stew, soup. The other night, okay, and that is different. That is different, and you should sometime try it. Okay, it's soup. From a different approach. (laughs) Okay. At least I was surprised by it. when, Because I don't, you know my ways. I don't usually use a soup recipe, but this is a totally other technique. You actually just cut up, you can just cut up beef and simmer it. Yeah. And that makes the beef broth. There's no bones Oh, interesting. Or anything. And I found this in one of my other cookbooks that I read. Okay. I think it might have been not home com- home cooking or something one one of those ones that's like half memoir half mm, sure. recipes anyways where she called it beef tea and i was oh, like yeah. kind of weirded out that there was a thing like that so it was I, mm-hmm. and then i saw this found out about this apparently in slovenia they don't have a lot of imagination around their food so this kind of how i picture it yeah this is a food that Apparently everyone eats all the time. Like this okay. is one of the one of the few foods okay. they have. But usually they cook it and they drink the broth with noodles as like an early course, and then they eat the veg with the meat in one of the later ones. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I thought so too. So I don't do it that way. But if you if you <laughs> if you cube up, so I cubed up a roast little. And put it in the water and bring it to a simmer, and you have to skim the top. It'll get some yeah. frothy yuckus mm-hmm. uh-huh. on yeah. it. Um, and then add celery and onions and carrots. And I think I put, like, a bay leaf in it and some garlic and you can do leeks. Some cauliflower. not that interesting?
1: It a sounds small.
0: Like, weird to me. Yeah, it's bizarrely delicious. So good. Okay. And obviously salt and pepper. And then yeah. at the end of its journey, I think I added, we put thyme on top of it, but I think we put some parsley in it. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. I treat it as a flexible endeavor, <laughs> but then you make like dumpling, like I did like an egg dumpling noodle mm-hmm. in it, which was really, they were, it was really delicious. So I'm telling you, once it, once the beef is tender and the broth is yep. tasting good and everything, um, I did, you just beat, I think I did. I mean, I have a lot of people eating it was a big pot of soup. I did beat maybe seven eggs mm-hmm. up. And then you add, I put salt, pepper, and sage in the eggs. And right. then you add enough flour to have it be like... Dribbly. No, I beat enough flour for it to be smooth, but where I could shape it between two spoons. Oh, okay. So more like dough. Not like it would hold its shape for a long time, but it could, you could shape it. I couldn't put it on a cookie sheet and then drop it into the low simmering soup. Mm, Okay. And then they'll float. It's like a puff up because of the egg and float. Yeah. So they're big egg dumpling. You know, super, really good. One thing I have to say is this should not, this soup should not be boiling hard or you'll make your beef tough, like you want it to Mm. simmer Mm -hmm. well. Well, that sounds interesting. We did steak tacos for, um, lunch after church on Sunday, Mm -hmm. after home church on Sunday, (laughs) and um... Oh, my word. It was from Cooks Illustrated, and it was, like, to die for amazing. And so we had everybody, all the kids were in helping cook it, but it was so good. But it was this, the steak, but then this um, salsa kind of stuff that you put on top, which was was sauteing green onions and jalapenos Uh sort of together, but whole jalapenos, like, with skin on. Yeah. And... Oh, my goodness. And then you chop it all up and put lime and everything. I mean, it was so good on the stage. Send me the recipe. It was really good. Also, also, I feel bad that I don't know who you are, but somebody who listens to us shared with me, I think on Instagram, maybe, this is what happens, is I totally lose track of where it happens, so okay. I can't thank the person straight up. All right. Okay. Their salsa recipe. Ooh. But the part that really... The part that I'm really pleased with you for sharing with me, whoever you are, <laughs> is the slicing cherry tomatoes in the food processor for a fresh salsa. Because that slicing them or like yeah, like putting them in the shoot, no oh. slicing them in the shoot oh. for a fresh salsa. Because cutting the tomatoes is far and away the most tedious part of the endeavor. And slicing them in the food processor, they're very pretty. They look, it's a very pretty chopped tomato That sounds like like a great idea. And so I did it. I think I did it in our mortar and pestle where I just did some garlic and cilantro and salt ground up. And then added some lime juice. And then sliced a bunch of cherry tomatoes and folded it into Mm -hmm. the... Mm-hmm. into the stuff i made in the pestle it was beautiful and incredibly delicious that sounds really so now good. i'm kind of a slice the cherry tomatoes in the food processor junkie i've been doing a lot of that that's fun yeah that's really fun. because you can do that in like 30 seconds you can do right. three shells three things of tomatoes but mm-hmm. cutting that many tomatoes up for something takes a lot more of a Yeah. It's not that it's hard. It's just that it is like, how long do you want to stand around chopping up the stuff? Speaking of cherry tomatoes, there's an Ina Garten uh, recipe for a pasta, but this is a killer thing to do to cherry tomatoes. She, she, um, you have them all and put them off, uh, in a bowl with olive oil, kind of to cover a bunch of garlic and red pepper flakes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you just let them sit for, I don't know. I think she says do it a few hours. Even if you just do it for half an hour, those things are so good. Yeah, and then you throw them in to the pasta afterwards. I have a and I think like salt. That for, for I, I think salt and a... red pepper flakes, and yeah, garlic on the top of it focaccia if you make like a sourdough focaccia Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then marinate tomatoes like that put them all over the top when you're baking it oh yeah that sounds good real good how when did we turn into a food review (laughs) (laughs) when we started saying how disinterested we are in it right now (laughs) and we're like nobody likes food give us a hot 30 minutes to talk about the food we just made (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, so let's talk for the last little bit here about, um, I don't know, temptations to avoid right now. Oh, I have one. Okay. I can think of one of those. All right. <laughs> not, not meeting, like, I just think that in so many ways this is stripping us all of our excuses. And I think that many, many people use busyness as not busyness because they're being productive busy because they're keeping from looking at the real issues and that as real issues are revealed to you, don't think of it as being like that. That's sad that you're seeing it because they were there. Mm -hmm. And so if you're seeing that, like especially in parenting, I mean, I know you all know this, but there's a way of, of not disciplining your children that just rushes them from one interesting thing to the yeah. next and tries to lure them into a good attitude with promises of happy meals and mm-hmm. we're on our way to see our friends. Won't that be fun? Yep. Don't, you know, and even threatening to cancel things if they're not fun. because right. Like, right. And having all of that taken away from you will make you feel crippled in your parenting. Like, yeah. it will make you feel like you are unable to get through this normally. Yeah. But it is such a mercy to have to look at it. You know, to have to see what's happening. Um, and I just think the temptation is to think that seeing the problems that were already there is some kind of a judgment on you well, rather than of, a kindness and a mercy. It's like you've been living with a really lumpy carpet. Yeah. And God just pulled it back to give you a real look see at what's under there. <laughs> like but but I think that temptation is to take it personally like because yeah. God doesn't care for me, he's making me have this time mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of this is actually tender like, care for you. Here's your I have to tell you something. This is <laughs> this is just an anecdote that I was reminded of with my analogy there. Okay, right. so was it Cinderella? This, isn't, this isn't spiritual. <laughs> this is me just telling a story on my children. All right, I'm ready. I'm upstairs in the laundry room, and I'm hauling something around. I had to get Judah to come up and help me um, drag something, or I don't know. But I needed his muscles, so I had him up here and it's in the upstairs it's this weird room that used to be an old screened in sleeping porch but then it got enclosed and it's just this ambiguous place and we moved the washer and dryer up to it a couple years ago and it has on the floor those square you know those tiles what are they called they're like linoleum VCT. tiles of some sort but there's anyway it's a VCT. black and white check yeah um well there's this tile in the middle of the room that ha- it was like the corner had broken out of it, but it's like, it's not even at a threshold. It's just like a corner had chipped out of it. Mm. And you know, and I was like, ah, this is not good. And I was kind of worried about it. Like the structure, because I was like, is the, is the washing machine like actually shaking Mm. the floor joists in a way that's bad. And then it's like causing the the tile to crack up right there. And so every time I'm up there doing laundry, I sort of, worry a little about that cracked, <laughs> chipped out tile, and what does it mean? What does it mean? Anyway, so Jude is up there help, helping me haul around, in. and I'm like, really, I'm not sure about that tile, just kind of, uh, seems like a problem, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, that one over there, and I said, yeah, and he goes, oh, yeah, that's where I used to, like, stuff my money under it, he's like, i <laughs> Because I pulled up the tile and I would keep my money under it. And I was like, what? (laughs) I'm like dying. I'm like wheezing because I'm like thinking there's all this structural damage or something. And he goes and he pops the tile up and he hasn't looked at it in years. It never occurred to me to try to lift the whole tile out. I just knew it would like a corner would come out there's just a bunch of change under there that he had (laughs) and then and then I'm downstairs telling everyone and then Judah goes and he fishes out and then Hero goes oh I've been stealing that money (laughs) (laughs) I mean I saw quarters sticking out the edge and I'm like, wow, there's a quarter. And then just like and then there were some others, so I pulled all the quarters out. Oh oh I'm like, that's like that's like it's one of those perfect moments that you're not sure what you feel is pride or shame. but he's like it's not even like at a threshold or in a corner it's right in the middle of the room (laughs) what prompted our elementary age judah to go pry up a tile right in the bang middle of the room
1: oh that is really good invest
0: his money safely that is a blessing I know. Yeah. Anyway. So we just de- we derailed from a thought about a temptation. If you're yeah. tempted to hide your money, it's under a tile. Just saying, this is your chance to clean out under the carpet, <laughs> you right. guys, or under the tile, as the case may be, Right. whichever it is in your life. Oh, I had a thought. Probably nobody wants this thought. No, okay. I'm going to do it anyways, guys. Give you're it to stuck us. with me now. You got nowhere to go. <laughs> so uh, I was thinking about this earlier. I don't know what else came up. Okay, there's a couple different paths in dealing with the public crisis. Just want to bring this up that there's a couple paths that Christians should not be on. Yeah, one of them is the fear mongering and panic attack mongering. Yep, that's not healthy, and you shouldn't be doing it as a Christian. There's this real somewhere in there. There's a place that. It's real good that we know Christians are supposed to be able to say at some point and if I die I die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. like we're not this afraid of death. We're not scared of death. Right. And so that is a and not not that we're all hoping to die right <clears throat> this minute. We're well, you hoping don't have to, be to be productive We're hoping to be productive until God calls us home, but we're not afraid of getting called home. It's right. not like that's the thing we can't take. Yeah. So Uh, There's that. But on the other side of that is, I think, fear-mongering about the fear-mongering. Like, I think people who have, who are uh, resistant to the fear-mongering about the virus can indulge in their own fear-mongering about About the problem of the panic causing other problems. But it's the same exact wrong response, just on a different side of the road. Right. And and I've seen so any kind of fear mongering, either fear mongering that the virus is going to get us all, or fear mongering that the panic surrounding the virus is going to get us all. Right. Neither of those are where we should be. And the other thing is, I'm just seeing that that's interesting in how we deal with one another. And the other thing is, know yourself. Like if you get whizzed into a fever of anxiety when you're reading all these update articles or if the first thing you're doing is getting up to find out how deep the horror has sunk right somewhere, then you probably are needed mentally elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. And just know yourself to be like, that's not super fruitful for me. Yeah. I'm gonna give that to no. God and not No. And and I I was struck by just like, you know, God God is not gonna ask me to answer personally for the lost jobs in America no. or the problem in the economy, but how I behave today in my home, mm-hmm. I will need to answer for that. Yep. And I don't want to not have an answer because I was worried about the stuff <laughs> that the Lord doesn't want to, that is not my yep. responsibility. Yeah, I think yep. just And I think just, just being able to take your fears, take your worries, take your anxieties, practice laying them down. And mm-hmm. walking away. Yeah. Give, like, give I them to God. Don't need that. Because you can't carry it and he can. So give it to him mm-hmm. and then stop trying to stagger around with your own, you know, set of projections about the future. Well, and if we know anything, we know that, <laughs> that the answer at this point <laughs> is that none of us are actually in charge of the future. Well, but how much has this interesting little thing that's unfolded how <laughs> I mean, much we didn't even know what it is i it's know so weird how much has it just proven the case that's so clear in scripture that we don't know what tomorrow holds no and then you can say, you say i'm, I'm gonna, gonna go, go to here. this city or that or you city. can say i'm gonna plan my wedding or i'm and gonna then, build my barn and or whatever literally it is. one of the things that was not even on the table a little bit ago was that your venue would call you and say you're no longer gonna have a wedding yeah. with us you know like that's shocking which of us knew we wouldn't be in church on sunday we'd be doing it from our living room having the weird time at home none in of us own private worships have. so if we didn't know three weeks ago what today would hold we don't know what three weeks mm-hmm. from now holds either and it doesn't matter how many graphs you look at no. you actually don't know and only God does, and he's actually writing this story, so you can safely trust him with it. Amen because and you think whatever feeling, one thing I remember, we had a time um, where things were really we had a moment of terrifying with in our lives with our with our um, in our parenting lives. When Shad was not quite two, he broke his femur. Mm-hmm. And he broke it in like a nothing accident. He was standing in a basket in our, like a flexible plastic laundry basket. He had been playing in, and he went to step out of it and his toe got caught on the edge. And when he fell, he fell like with his, with his caught leg kind of across his body in a funny way. So when he hit his knee, it just snapped his femur in half. And, and we were obviously, it took a minute to realize it did not look like something that would be an injury at all. Mm-hmm. So the way he was responding to it was really yeah. confusing. Um, you know, cause like it, it was yeah. just silent for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I assumed that was cause he was not actually hurt. I was mm-hmm. in the kitchen when it happened and I didn't respond right away. Anyways, right. the point is it was awful because by the time i realized yeah when i i couldn't figure out why he seemed so 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 upset because yeah. he it was weird and uh, by the time i realized that his leg was broken which was awful because i lay him on our bed like i was holding him very carefully cuz i yeah. didn't know but i lay him on our bed and i could see in his little baby leg that his that that where he had a little fat roll mm-hmm. was like way more deeply shadowed on that mm-hmm. leg because his yeah. bone had just snapped it was awful anyways took him to the hospital and we we uh what we did not realize at the time obviously was that there was an er doctor someone who who just sent it off to the social workers that he was he did not believe our story mm-hmm. that that's how it happened So in retrospect, I can safely tell you that I don't think at any time, like the doctor started a chain of stuff Mm -hmm. happening, but at no time was it actually, I don't think, where we really suspicioned but there were social workers. There was enough to make us feel like we were exceedingly in a hot seat of terror because we did not know at first that he had said that. So we had already had a social worker and a policeman come to our house, um, that they told us it was a routine visit, but or they didn't, the hospital did somehow. We thought that it was just, long bone fracture under two years old someone has to come check it out but we didn't realize he'd actually said he didn't believe our story so it was a terrifying moment and that let me and it lasted for a couple weeks yeah. because uh we had because they had to you know it was like the paperwork shuffle and all yeah. this stuff and it had some high points like our orthopedic surgeon's secretary calling us To say, thought you should know there's a social worker trying to get your medical records without your consent. (laughs) Wow! And that was when I thought I might throw up. Yeah. Like, you know, because here's this child that we love so much and that we want to protect so much. And you have to notice that there are people with the authority to take him away from you. Mm Mm-hmm. That and and we were suddenly vulnerable in a way that we absolutely never ever would have thought we could be. Like yeah. we just were not. Ex- yeah. it was such a weird situation. And anyways, the reason I say all of this is that that was an excessively prayerful time. Yeah. for me, more more vividly prayerful than most times. Yeah. Yeah. more smoking hot prayers of um, you know, like just like yeah. oh my word. And we, but the thing that was so good for me to recognize is that our love for this child and our desire to protect this child and our, like, urgency to take care of him is only a faint shadow of how much God loves him, how much he protects him, how much this, and so, like, this arrogance of wanting to, like, thinking that our children Guess what I'm trying to say is I felt like the mother who wants this child safely under my wing, Mm -hmm. but for some reason my wing is broken right now. I can't, we cannot protect him like this. And it was so good to have to reflect on a more loving father. Right. The shadow of whose wing is the only safe place. Like my protection Right. pales in comparison with the protection of God the Father. Right. And that in this time, when we feel so incapable of protecting one another, our loved ones, mm-hmm. our, all of a sudden our illusions of how we provide for our families and yeah. how we uh, love our friends and our neighbors. You know, all of the things that we thought we were doing well. Right. If we don't, when it's taken away from us, if we can't look at it as a time to see how much better God's provision is, how much kinder God is, how much more loving he is, then we're just going to be mourning our own loss. Like, even though that was a super hard parenting time for us, God's faithfulness to us was so constant and we learned so much (laughs) in that time. And it was so good at the same time as it was so hard. And I think, um, Anyways, the reason I bring all that up is at the end of that story, just so you know, our wonderful orthopedic surgeon wrote the social worker or mm-hmm. whoever it was. Yeah. A, a real fireball of an update (laughs) in which he said that there is nothing about this fracture. Like this fracture aligns with the parent's story. There is nothing about this to indicate abuse as you well know, because apparently (laughs) abuse fractures actually tend to happen on the ends of the bones. It's a different kind of a thing. And this was just right in the middle. It was a spiral snap. It was like, but he, and he had been a really busy man, so he didn't get that. He didn't get that message to us for like a whole week. But when he did, yeah. we we were real <laughs> glad to see it. Case closed. Yeah. But the point, all I'm trying to say in all of this is that when we lose control it should be a time for Christians to to notice how little we ever had. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Right? It's, I think the illusion is ever thinking that you had the reins in the first place. No, and, it, and but the thing is, is loving and protecting your children is absolutely a God-honoring thing to be doing, as is providing for your family, yep. as is loving your neighbors with hospitality, mm-hmm. as is going to church and fellowshipping with people. But when circumstances take that away from us, it's... What we have to be looking at is God's love, God's provision, God's faithfulness, and And how much we were just only ever a little shadow. It's meant to show us where our eyes should have been this whole time. Exactly. And if you really can't, if you really can't see it, that's a good sign that there's, you know... That there's some idolatry going on. And yeah. that, like, you're not looking to and God You've the got Father. time on your hands. You can it's clean the house. And like we said, God's drawing your attention to that because he loves you and right. because he's being kind. One other thing about that is um, that I was going to say is that talking with some friends, someone brought this up and I was like, oh man, that's a great point. And that is, this is the time of all the times... People are asking for tips, like tips on how to get through a day at home with kids. Tips for how to, like, right. we want tips, but it's not a tip you need. It's an underlying issue. Yeah. And you, I assume, our listeners, know the Lord. and But you have to recognize how many people around you don't. Mm-hmm. And that this is your big time mm-hmm. to share it with them unabashedly, unashamedly let me go ahead and text your neighbor do you need a bible like can <laughs> i pray for you how can i you know yeah. just don't be ashamed and remember that the hope that we have is in us it's not mm-hmm. in our right in our routine or in our mm-hmm. circumstances it's it is in christ and the holy spirit in us right apparently i can get on a real talk about this i'm taking us over the limit of our it's true. podcast We're way over time so we should get off the horn but um our tips are to marinate your cherry tomatoes and then slice them in the food processor <laughs> other See what order, happens. reverse order i would mm, i don't want to slice an oily tomato i would slice range. and then oil it you don't know what will happen <laughs> if you do it that way it might emulsify with the acid from the tomato yeah. and it, the oil anything might happen what if you accidentally made like a Tomato ish mayonnaise. If you did that, <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. We'll try. We'll Anything's try. possible. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.